Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Konnichiwa, everybody, and welcome to Talking Anime, the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. Hit the theme music! <clears throat> Mitch, and joined with me, as usual, is the uh, king of lolly love, um, he who loves the one-eyed, fake-legged, faked-arm women, uh, Sky. Hi, Sky. What kind of introduction is that, dude? (laughs) I am trying to make every episode unique, because, again, we have, for the third (laughs) week in a row, we have a guest joining us so everybody welcome to the podcast unseen whispers hello hello everyone hello you guys don't know me i'm unseen whispers just run a nobody youtube anime channel nobody knows about don't worry about it oh hey it's a good channel though <laughs> it is i have to say that i've been watching your uh, videos for the past uh, couple days since uh, sky informed me that you were coming on and i'm like i have to listen watch this guy's content i'm like this content's actually really freaking good, so I am glad to have you on the show. You're our first non-podcast guest, so welcome. I do appreciate it, but I just out here trying my best, ah, no. fighting the good fight. That's all we can do, and today we are talking about isekais. So, um, for the long-term listeners who've been here since day one, which is uh, a couple of you, uh, I did isekais like episode four, where I talked about it briefly for like half an hour so welcome to the redux series where we take old episodes from the first 10 and we're gonna redo them yay so yay isekai redux (laughs) yay you guys don't have anything to talk about what's your favorite isekai to start this off oh jeez that is a very loaded ass question sky i was waiting for this question i am ready to go my favorite isekai is log horizon Ooh, that's good see that 
That is a good one, and I remember way back in the day when I first got into anime, I thought it was amazing, and hence why I say it's still better than Sword Art Online, but I can't get into the new season for some reason. Did you watch season two? Because I haven't watched season three yet, but season two was a little bit worse than season one, but I still really like it. I watched season one and two back to back, and I remember loving them, but that was like four or five years ago at this point. So, like, I basically went into season three blind, if I'm being honest. But, like, I just can't get into it this time. Uh, it, it picks off directly after season two, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be right after. Yeah, so what I'm going to do, I rewatch Log Horizon both seasons, like, once a year. So I'm, I think I'm just going to rewatch it, because uh, I haven't watched it yet this year. So I'm probably just going to rewatch it and just go straight into season three and see if it just keeps me as hype as I am about one and two. Although I do think that season two is a little bit worse than season one, but still fantastic. It, it's one of my favorite shows. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler warning or anything, but if you want to jog my memory, season two is where they take on the dungeon, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I really see, like I that, actually, actually. Like, maybe the overall season is worse, but I remember that being the highlight of the show for me, them learning to conquer that dungeon. The pacing is a lot slower than season one. So it kind of throws you off, especially when you go, like, right into it after watching season one. The pacing just slows down tremendously. So much more happens in uh, season one than in season two. And I think that's kind of why it feels a little bit worse, because it's so, so drastically different. Yeah, but at the same time, in season two is when you realize that it's not just happening in Japan. Like, you realize that literally gamers across the world are all trapped inside this game. And I think that's also helped drag me in. Because it opened up the world of Log Horizon to be so much larger than you thought it was. Yeah, it is really cool how there's, like, different servers. And also how, like, some people, because of their abilities by using, you know, their in-game stuff... They can access, like, say, that that one dude who, like, turns into a horse in the other. He's still technically back in the Japan server, but he's able to experience what it's like over on the in the other server because of that, like, taking control of, like, an animal type thing. Siri? See? I uh, do not remember that whatsoever. <laughs> you see, I, I don't I mean, know. I've seen it a lot more. <laughs> I don't know any of this because I haven't watched season two yet, so, you know. It's okay. It's not really that big of a story. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, uh, that's... One of the animes that I got to actually get back into it, um, I just got to remember my login information on High Dive so I can watch the English for it. <laughs> the issue is nobody has season one uh, anymore. Like Funimation, every single does. site took Funimation it down. has the uh, first and third season. High Dive has the second season. Gosh, yeah. that's annoying. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. And also, I'm not. I'm not sure if Funimation even has the first season in sub. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of like Kaguya I mean, on the whole Funimation, where it's like season two is on there and it's you know dubbed <laughs> and subbed, but they don't have season one. I have to go on a completely different freaking platform to watch shit like this. My God, Funimation, <laughs> pull your head out of your ass. I love the company and everything else, but fucking god damn it. Oh yeah, um, Whisper, if you want to know, uh, cursing is allowed, and we do promote it, so if you want to drop some <laughs> Promote it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got that from your last sentence there. I was like, okay, apparently I can just be my normal yeah, talking self. Yeah, if you want to drop an F-bomb like, every third sentence, yeah, I go nuts, man. <laughs> I don't judge. 
<laughs> you said we promote it. <laughs> well, we do because everybody who comes on winds up swearing eventually. So, you know. Okay, but on the whole idea that Funimation only has, like, dubs sometimes. So, until recently, I was 100% a Crunchyroll fanboy, and I hated Funimation. But now, Crunchyroll screwed up and fucked up my Xbox app to where I can barely even use their app on my Xbox anymore, which is mainly how I watch anime. So now I'm slowly going over to Funimation, and yeah, it shocks me every time when I find an anime that's literally only dubbed. I just don't uh, understand You want to know it. your problem there is uh, you play an Xbox, that's why. <laughs> okay, get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little torn on Funimation because, like... It's really a pain to use. Like, the uh, the website slash app is different on the different things that I use. Like, it's not at all the same on my phone, laptop, or smart TV, which is a real pain when I'm trying to, like, navigate and look for stuff. But I, I want to like it because their dubs are a lot more quality than, like, a lot of other dubs. Yeah, but at the same time, they use the same four voice actors yeah. for literally. Yeah, at seen, least they're I've, good. I, I've <laughs> at least seen, they're good actors. I've seen the my high dive dubs are very hit or miss. I, I've seen my fair share of uh, episodes where it's the exact same uh, voice actors, and I'm like, I don't mind. They usually have good voice actors. So, But yeah, um, I'm going to put my uh, boomer hat on for this one, um, and my favorite isekai is uh, Digimon. Yeah. That does not. Yeah, count. it does. No, it counts. It, it does. They are technically it, the first season. They are trapped <laughs> in another world. That is the whole point of the isekai thing: is that they're trapped in another like, world and they're trying to get back. So technically, like I'll give it to you that it is an isekai. Is, that's a fucking cartoon, bro. That's not anime. <laughs> okay, if we want to go full blown anime, I have to go with Konosuba. I know. I know. A lot of people are gonna be like. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. I, I love Konosuba, show. but Sky will be like, ah, Konosuba sucks because Sky has shitty taste in anime. No, I don't hate it. <laughs> I just don't really like it. Uh, you know, you I don't s- know. See, like, I really wanted to like it because I love Isekai. I'll watch anything Isekai and I'm like, yes, this is an Isekai, but it's like a parody and a comedy. I'm like, all for it. And I'm like, nah. I tried, I watched the first three episodes, both subbed and dubbed, and I just couldn't do it and then recently my cousin was visiting and he's like we're just gonna watch all of season one i'm like okay so i've seen season one but season two is a uh... lot better dude say <laughs> so you have to admit that it gets funnier as it went on because like what you said there when my friend originally was raving about it and told me i had to watch it i remember not like disliking it but being very unimpressed with the first six episodes but somewhere along the line, the humor just kind of starts getting to you, and now it's fucking hilarious. So, um, my biggest problem with trying to watch Konosuba um, originally, like, a year ago, is Crunchyroll would not freaking load uh, Konosuba whenever I wanted to play it. It would keep crashing on me. So, I literally gave up on Konosuba <laughs> until, like, a few months ago when I had a chance to actually watch it, because the website actually magically started working, and yeah, I was able to watch it, finally. So, yeah. Before that, if I didn't see Korosuba, I would have definitely said uh, ReZero would have been probably my favorite Isakai. And mm. what about you on That's another one. What's yours? Um, okay, we'll get back to ReZero in a minute, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. If you've been watching my channel for a while, are you able to guess it by any chance? Oh, I gotta think about it. Um, is it Grimgar? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Grimgar, Fantasy, and Ash, and or... 
what is it? They the anime is Ashes, Ashes and Illusions. I and think illusions. the books are Fantasy and Ash. Yeah, I I don't know which one to call it. I just call that's why I just call it Grimgar because people get mad at me if I say one and they say the other. So I just say Grimgar. Yeah, that is hands down my favorite. I love how realistic it is, and it's one of the first. It well, the first isekai and one of the first anime I remember watching where I'm like, these characters could actually be real people. They don't feel like anime characters. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it because I, I I think I've seen it all the way through twice, and I think I tried to watch it again another time and just didn't get past episode two or three. Uh, so it's been a little while, but I do remember really enjoying it. Nah, bro, I'm going to be one of those people. Don't watch the anime. It is good. <laughs> yeah. Just read the novels, though. They are so much better. Because it's never going to get a second season. And also, the last episode's kind of like... It's basically like a slideshow. It's just like, look, this is something that you might get if you actually read the novels. It's like, mm. I just want the anime, man. Yeah, but then you have YouTubers like me who's just summarizing all the books for everybody who doesn't want to read the novels. I do like that you talk about it a lot because nobody, nobody really talks about it. The only time that it's really mentioned is whenever Misty Conexia actually makes a top ten list and wants to give it some praise. <laughs> is he still a thing? Like, he's the guy who got me into anime, but I thought he like just took his channel down or something yeah, like that Yeah, he made a new channel, and uh, he mostly posts anime cooking videos <laughs> he hardly posts anything anymore. interesting change interesting change but i know he uh pretty sure he has enough patreons to support himself and whatever his endeavors are so good for him yeah so what has everybody been watching uh this week do you want actually everything or just like the good ones <laughs> <We literally laughs> if you've you... watched a lot you can give us the highlights of yeah it. <laughs> give, give, give us the, the highlight uh edition of what you've been watching See, I'll give you, so my favorite one by far that's airing right now is Skate Infinity. Have either of you watched that? Oh, I that? haven't started. It doesn't look like my thing, so I've kind of been putting it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of, that's my thing too. Like, we have um, some seasonals we've already picked out for when we do talk about seasonals. Um, and no, Skate was not put on that list when we were talking about it. So I'm probably going to check it out when so, it gets... Uh, fully released and there's an english dub i'll probably check it out yeah the english dub already started i'm pretty sure a lot of the a lot of the seasonals i saw yesterday there's a couple that have english dub already like jobless reincarnation has i think it was like the first two episodes in english uh and then there's a couple others that have like two or three episodes in english as well so yeah so skate infinity is my big one the one i really look forward to every week and then I mean, I'm watching, like, Jobless Reincarnation, I'm watching ReZero, trying to watch Jujutsu Kaisen, a few others. I'll throw this one out there, whether you... It's not Isekai, debatable whether you call it anime or not, but Ruby. I am a huge Ruby fan, so the final season just picked back up again. I gotta watch... I gotta get my ass in gear and watch Ruby, because um, I've been binging mm. um, Blue Blaze, and uh, I got cross-tag battle, and there's Ruby characters in that, and I'm like, these characters look dope, I need to watch this show. Yeah, it looks like it until you actually see season one. <laughs> yeah, oh. season one. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say that the first three seasons are going to be yeah, rough. It's, for it's you, really getting into the game this late. Oh, it's really bad. Oh man, I, I I'm I can't say anything about the uh, the story. I'm sure Rooster Teeth does some good stuff, but uh, visually, it's very very not appealing. <laughs> 
especially if you're not into CGI. Like at this point, I don't. I think we're on like season eight or nine or something. There's a lot of seasons. At this point, the CGI is good. But as you said, the beginning one looked like a single dude behind his computer <laughs> and it, and it working on, on it so on well. Blender, on Blender of all probably programs, too. Yes, I listened to that uh, Trash Taste episode where they made that joke. And yeah, it does look like they made it on Blender, though. Probably still looks better than X-Arm, though. Probably. <laughs> I keep hearing everybody talking about how infamously bad that is but i'm still yet to give it's it a try sitting on now last time i checked at like a two or three it's not good it's not good it's not it got even done really... airing and it's below a three on now <laughs> oh hold on let me i'll go on now right now as you guys keep talking and i will give you guys like what it's sitting at right now i don't think i've ever watched an anime that wasn't at least a five <laughs> and i like the, the lowest rated one i can think of is taboo tattoo which uh, i did actually two, finish 2.18 uh, on Mal right now is X Arm. <laughs> Holy crap! It's, it's, it's gonna still be, airing. It's gonna be um, one of our future uh, Spirit Breaker episodes. Is oh, of course talking it about is. this. It <sighs> looks bad. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah. haven't you haven't experienced pain to watch Wonder Momo or um, Skelter Plus <laughs> Skelter having that is mean. that is pain to watch those. Yeah, Mitch decided it was a good idea to have a series on here where we just do nothing but review the worst-rated anime. It, uh, it's it's been great because people love those episodes. Those are like some of the highest listened to episodes. Yeah, because they like to see people that they respect suffer. Exactly. I was gonna say I respect you guys for doing that, but I feel the pain and would not want to do yeah, that myself. <laughs> I struggle to keep up with the anime I want to watch, let alone some shitty ass <laughs> show I don't want to watch. Uh, yeah, no, problem... no, although Wonder Momo wasn't too bad because the total length was only like 35 minutes, but it felt a lot longer than that. Yeah, No, it was literally like seven episodes, five minutes apiece, and it was literally like two minutes of a story and then three minutes of horribly choreographed fighting, and it was like copy and paste fighting too. Uh, so I've, I, I've been catching up on really just some uh, some of the seasonals. Like, uh, I went up, I caught up on Wonder Egg Priority. I have not tried that one yet. I only hear good things, though. Yeah, everyone, everyone seems to like it. I am not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker, Sky has a distaste in an anime. Wow. My taste is not like everybody else's for the most part. Uh, I, I did like episode Heard 7, a... though. Episode 7 was better than episodes 1 through 6 combined, in my opinion, so it might get better. I have hope that it will get more enjoyable, but so far I'm sitting at like 5 or 6 out of 10. I heard it was a kind of trippy show to watch, though. It looks good visually, and the girls are very adorable, uh, so that might be enough to really get me through. Um, but I, the way that it decides, cause it's, it's really, it's really heavy in the theming, how it talks about, um, like suicide, depression and bullying and the way that it tackles it doesn't really work for me. So I think that's why I'm kind of, kind of middle of the road on it. Whereas everybody else seems to think it's like the second coming of Jesus. I'm like, well, you can think that if you want to. <laughs> Maybe the problem is that you're just happy with your life. So you can't connect with this dark, depressing. I anime. wish that was true. <laughs> so i caught up on that and um i finally started the final season of attack on titan and i'm seven episodes into that i have not 
started that one yet. I've been rewatching season one though I recently. Have, Mainly I for haven't the channel, even but... watched. Uh, I watched five minutes of episode one of season one, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna watch that. Something blows else. my mind. How have you not seen Attack on Titan yet? <laughs> because I'm not like everyone else, Sky. I don't always go and watch the most popular shit out there. I tend to watch what I want to watch, which is some fan service freaking crap. Okay. Okay, to be fair... Okay, sir. Okay, okay, sir. I've only seen the first ten episodes of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, so I'm not really one to talk. <laughs> yeah, I... I've only seen three. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it, like, all the way through, like, three times. <laughs> so, you know. And uh, I also... Um, I, I've been keeping up with Hori Mia because that's my show of the season and uh, Jobless Reincarnation as well. And then I went and caught up on bottom tier character Tomozaki-kun which is, uh, it's another romance of the season and it's not as good as Horimiya but I still like it Say, so Me and my wife have both been loving Horimiya. We look forward dude, to that every week Dude, thank goodness. Everybody I talk to is like dude, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about but it ain't that good I'm like, no, it's amazing <laughs> Matt Matt from Ataka Melancholy, more like Boromiya Literally anybody who's been through high school can relate to mm. that anime it's amazing. It's so it's, wholesome. I love it so much. It is. That is actually one of the shows we're going to be reviewing for our uh, seasonal episode. So I have to actually, you know, get my ass in here and actually watch those. Before yeah, and you actually got to finish it because nobody. I. <laughs> the only way that I'm getting mad to even freaking watch it is by saying that I'll finish Wonder Egg, and I really don't want to. <laughs> Dude, the the shit that I've watched this week, it's not going to be that much of a challenge to go through horror media through like the shit that I've been watching. So. What did you watch, Mitch? Okay, what, what, what have you been watching so, there, sir? Uh, so I um, I recently... I didn't talk about this on the, uh, the episode when we talked about animes that have dropped, or we have dropped. So I dropped this um, anime called um, Cat... Cu- or Cat, Cu- <laughs> Cat Planet Cuties? Cat oh. Planet Cuties, yes. I dropped that, like, months ago after watching, like, ten minutes of it. I'm like, I need something else. So... My amazing wife, who thought it was a great idea to actually watch something with Neko's in it, decided to put on this show, and we watched all of it. I can't I believe I actually finished the last that show. three episodes, so I'm rewatching those episodes right now. So, what is it rated so wait, on? What's now? this show it's called? called <laughs> so I can look. It's it up? called Cat Planet Cuties, or the Japanese title is Asabi ni Ikuyo. Uh, it's literally just cat girls with fan service. Lots. Uh, this is early, not early 2000s. It looks early 2000s. It's bad. That's what it's I bad. can tell you. It's bad. <laughs> and you said your wife wanted to watch yes, that my show? Wife. <laughs> so, I need to preference this. Being that I live in the Great White North, um, marijuana is a legal substance. And um, our resort to getting really fucking baked is to watch really trashy anime. And fan service section, we picked up this one. And my wife's like, yeah, let's watch it. The girl's got big boobs and everything else, so we watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I, I, I hate the fact that I've actually finished this show. It's horrible. <laughs> I gave I gave it a six in the end. It got a six out of me. I don't even it. know what the I don't even know what the plot is. It's so it's so ridiculous. It is literally all over the place. Um so yeah, I watched that. And then I, I decided to watch some good anime, finally, and started watching uh, Aroni Kenshin. Um, I've been 
meaning to watch this anime for years, so I finally started watching it. I'm like four episodes in on that. I'm actually enjoying it. Um, I really do like me a 90s era anime um, because it's like, you know, the, the animation's okay. The voice acting is usually a hit and miss on the dubs. So I'm like, this one's a classic. A lot of people talk about it. So I want to watch it so I understand, like, the story. And I'm enjoying it so far. So I watched that. And then as of last night, I started watching uh, Soul Eater, finally. Ooh, that's so a good I'm one. excited. Uh, there's some really great voice actors that I enjoy on it. So I'm like, I'm in this. And we're four episodes in. Um, in the dub? In the dub, yeah. The dub has... Ooh. Some but r- Blackstar, though. Uh, the oh. Blackstar kills me, but everyone else <laughs> is really good. But um, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, and then I've been also trying to slowly watch uh, Love is War again. I I'm like... Five Great episodes, in, or I'm on the fifth episode now of season two, uh, watching the English dub for it. Um, and then I started watching the other day, um, I started watching it, but I didn't get too far into it, was I started um, Jobless Reincarnation. But I'm How many re- episodes did you watch? I only got through a little bit of the first episode. Um, I fell asleep watching it, so I'm going to be re-watching it. I get up early to do editing for these shows, so people get podcasts out on time. So... I have to eventually rewatch half the shit that I'm watching anyways because I'm usually passing out at 8 o'clock at night because... Yeah, like how you yeah, didn't even remember the ending to The Promised Neverland. Dude, I, I still it. haven't even watched the last episode. I am slowly going to get there. I have other shit piling on top of me that I need to dig myself out of first before I get to that. Yeah, like Log Horizon. And by finished Promised Neverland, you mean yeah, season finish, one? Yeah, finish, yeah, we didn't... I, Said it on our Promised Neverland episode. Um, I did fall asleep watching the last episode, um, so I have so to brutal. It. The ending, the ending of season one is amazing, and you fell asleep. I literally woke up at the last like five minutes of the episode, and I'm like, oh, and you're just like, oh shit, episode. what's happening here? <laughs> That's what. I- Let me do you a favor though. Finish season one and then read the manga. And don't watch season two. <laughs> read the manga, please. I heard season two. Because they deviate, like, dramatically away from the manga itself. Don't they so, skip a whole lot? They skipped, like, a hundred chapters. Damn. Okay. Our, <laughs> our, I'm probably, I'm a completionist, so I'll probably still watch the episode. Um, eventually. I know my wife well, what's wants... what's funny... My wife really wants to watch the second season, so that's probably going to be the reason why I watch the second season. Yeah, the mangaka is even, like helping with uh decide how the anime goes so it's funny that they're just like that the 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 author of the book is literally like yeah we can get rid of the fan favorite arc yeah let's do that see he's just in it for the uh, he's in it for the money he's like if i trash the anime all these people will go to the manga and i'll make even more money (laughs) i don't think that's really what happened (laughs) i mean uh i know that that it got canceled early and i felt bad yeah and then like my my plans are to actually start watching Slime very soon because my wife is like super excited to watch Slime. Hey Mitch, do you know what I love doing? Oh my god, Sky, what do you like doing? I love doing this podcast, and do you know what helps us do this podcast? Oh my god, what what on earth 
possibly helps us with this podcast. That is Patreon. When lovely folks like Mello and James decide they want to support us by giving us their hard-earned money and supporting us on Patreon. Oh, cha-ching, daddy. Yes. Thank you, Mello and James, for supporting us. Uh, all your hard-earned uh, U.S. Canadian dollars, whatever you're paying us through, goes to a good place. Uh, like upgrading the show. And like supporting charities. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's really dope. Uh, here at Talking Anime, we are all about trying to make the world a better place, not only by introducing people to the king of Wally Love. <laughs> and by somehow but... just talking shit, because that's usually what we end up doing. Yes, because here at Talking Anime, it's all fun and games until lollies are involved. Yeah. Then it's hilarious. And I, I don't really want to get too sentimental, but it really does mean a lot that we're just kind of, you know, just sitting here just talking out of our asses like... I, personally, I don't see why anybody would want to hear what I have to say, but you guys do, and it means a lot that you guys just want to want to give us some money and help support us. So, thank you. Yeah, it it goes a long way uh, supporting us on Patreon. Like like we said, fifty uh, percent goes back into the show, like possible merch that could be coming out, or you know, equipment changes and anything like that, and then obviously charity. Because we're all about supporting people who cannot support themselves. So thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you want to support Takin Anime on Patreon, simply go to patreon.com forward slash Takin Anime. And Sky. Yes? Do you like doing podcasts? I love doing podcasts. Always a blast. I do. I do too. That's why this show is only possible next to patreon supporting us is by a fantastic website sky do you know what website that is is it anchor.fm oh my god it is anchor.fm sorry if that explode or that explosion <laughs> of excitement popped people's eardrums oh mitch tell us anchor. what anchor.fm is what does anchor do for us Oh, I'm getting hard just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, Anchor.fm is your only, and I mean only, one-stop shop for free podcasting uploads. That's right, free. It doesn't cost you a single freaking cent to sign up to Anchor.fm. And Mitch... For as low as free, I might add. Does Anchor let you record and upload? Yes, it does. Thank you for saying that, Sky. Yes, Anchor.fm is uh, one of the most unique websites where all you need is a microphone of some kind. It could be headphone microphones. It could be a USB microphone like how we operate here at Talking Anime. Uh, anything that can be recorded microphone-wise, you can use Anchor.fm's website to record and edit on their website. But if you're like us, we use Anchor's awesome uploading tool that gets this show on every platform. Like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
anything you can think of that does podcasts, you can find talking anime on there, and it's only possible because of websites like Anchor.fm. And Sky. Yes. How does the idea of being paid to do podcasting sounds to you? Sounds pretty damn good. Uh, it gets me excited up in the morning every day. <laughs> that is because the fantastic people at Anchor.fm have monetization power. They have monetization? Monetization! Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can be paid to do podcasts for as easy as here. Put this commercial here and boom, you can get paid. Sadly, only U.S. residents can get paid for this uh, feature, not people like me who live in the great white north. <sighs> but what else Sky supports talking anime? Well, just like Patreon, we have one other place that lets people like you, listeners, support us, and that is over on Coffee. What is Coffee, Mitch? <sighs> well, Coffee, besides being the nectar of the gods, <sighs> is a fantastic website where you don't, well, you have to sign up for it, but if you're not into the long-term commitments of paying your content creators like us monthly, like Patreon, you can do a single donation on their website. So it's like a really big tip jar. So on, like before we said earlier, coffee and Patreon, we take half to the show and the other half to charities. So, yeah, I'd just like to give just a big shout out to everyone who supported us so far. So thank you, mm -hmm. everyone. Love all of you. Yes. Thank you, everyone. We love every single one of you. I have been Mitch. And I've been Sky. And we are talking anime. Hope you guys enjoy the episode this far. Let's get back to it. Bye! Back to the show. Yeah, okay, so that leads us pretty good into the fan, question. fan question that we got. I think we got like <laughs> we two, didn't we? Did we? Okay, well, we asked for some fan questions about Isekai, and for some reason, like, the, the, I'm not sure if it's the only, but the fan question that we got from Slowball Kohler is, uh, why is slime the best Isekai? And my answer is that it's not. <laughs> I don't think slime is bad, but, uh, it's definitely not, not even close to being the best. See, I, it's not the best easily not the best but i would put it up there like it's probably in my top 10 if not high. yeah i know like slime i first season yeah it's it's definitely one of my top 10 animes like it's i think of like, all time it, of uh, like of uh, like isekais in general okay so um of all time it's probably like in the high 20s i wouldn't give it that high <laughs> high of a praise come on I'm better than that. I gotta get my nostalgia Dragon Ball Z uh, boner going every day, you know. I mean, top twenty yeah, is still bro, pretty. Just... It's still pretty high. But yeah, no. Um, it, it's slime. I I would say it is a good anime, but it's not the best isekai um, of all time. Um, that's a really hard thing to even like talk about. Like, what is the best isekai of all time? 
because there's so many like decent ones and then there's so many decent ones that like the gatekeepers of the anime community were like well technically that's not really actually an isekai because they weren't actually trapped in that world it's like oh my god if you look at the definition of the word isekai it literally states other world and obviously we'll get into this when we actually go into the topic of the isekai but either way like i said slime in my opinion isn't the greatest isekai of all time it's a good one but it's not the best so i was actually in a in an argument the other day with ethan from the weebology podcast uh in his discord the other day where we were arguing because i was saying that a jobless reincarnation is already better than slime <laughs> well i mean and i, I ha- he was what not I- very happy about that I would argue against you on that one, actually. I mean, okay, and I, I can't really blame anybody for arguing that because Slime has a lot more out than uh, Jobless does, but I really, I think from a, just like a, an objective perspective, I think that Jobless is better. What, like, what details about Jobless do you think are better than well, Slime? Well, obviously then? the animation is better, although that's very surface level. Uh, the animation looks like, I don't freaking God animated it. Like goodness, it looks like a movie budget. Um, <laughs> but that's not, that's not really saying too much cause it's very service level. Um, I like, I like the pacing slime. This pacing in slime is ridiculous. Like so much freaking happens. I think, uh, Giguk was saying in a podcast recently that, uh, he read the manga, and where he thought the anime, the season one was going to end was, like, seven episodes into the actual show. Like, the pacing is ridiculously all over the place. That might be fair. I guess I'm a little... I'm, a, I'm definitely biased on this one, if I'm being honest, because I understand why everybody likes Jobless so much, but I... I don't mind sexualization in anime, like, no problem at all. I don't like how they're putting in the sexualization in Jobless, if that makes any sense. Mm, I mean, it's a little weird. Cause you want me I, to go I mean, further into detail on yeah, that? Yeah, because I've heard people uh, saying that they actually like the, the, the fan service, the way it's done in Jobless. They're saying, oh, look, it's actually tasteful. And I'm kind of hit or miss because I don't it it's it's a little bit weird cuz most of the characters are like not just underage but like under the age of 10 like actually children and I think that's a little a little weird So let me ask you a question real quick cuz I need to rewatch the episode to see Okay um the episode with the dancing Yeah yeah the female maid does she have a name the old lady what is her name I don't <laughs> I, I got no clue. Do you think they gave her a name though? Do you remember? I don't think so. Uh, I don't remember. It, yeah, I, th- I think exactly. The, That's my I think point. the only time he talked to her, he just said "ma'am." But here's the thing: it makes sense because think about it. This this setting, uh, it's very you know, think a long time ago, very medieval setting, really, and uh, in that type of uh, era. Uh, the nobles were the important ones. So he's part of a noble family I, and she is just a maid. She's just a servant. So it's not important for her to be given a name or called by her name because that's not her job. Her job isn't to be known and I, recognized. I get you there, but that's that's not my point. So here's my point that I'm going to dig into. Okay. And this is what causes Shoot. me issues. Every named female 
in that show has been referenced to be sex, to like be referenced with sex or referenced for the main character to have sex with them. Literally every female, you got the mom, obviously, which is fine. Like the mom and dad have sex wildly in the thing. You can hear them. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> you got the maid who the dad has sex with and the, and baby, whatever his name is, Rudy is all about her, like oogling her. You then have the little elf girl, which once again is fine. Just kid shenanigans. She ends up naked in front of him. He didn't know it was a girl, whatever, fine. Then you have, you could then have an offhand comment about the father forcing himself on their maid when they were younger literally brushed that off like it was no big deal you then have when he's sent to in the latest episodes when the new redhead comes into it how he's sent to tutor her before he even meets her before she is shown the dad has already sent him a letter telling him he could sleep with her yeah he gets there still hasn't met the redhead and the redhead's father once again asks him are you going to sleep with my daughter and I get it, like, and then on top of that, they're cousins. Like, I get it, that's normal. But literally every female in that show is referenced as a sex object even before you see them on camera. And that's what bothers yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. And you even missed a couple, like, uh, in the latest episode that we were talking about after he does the whole dancing thing. When these three girls come up to talk to him, the uh, his uncle or whatever, he makes an offhand comment when he says to him, he says, if you take one of them to bed, use protection. Yeah, he's nine years old, I believe. At the Is time. he? I don't even think he's that. I think he's still like eight. <laughs> so, like, once again, like, I'm all for fan service. Like, I've watched um, High School DxD. I still love High School of the Dead. Like, fan service is fine, but I don't like the way that they've portrayed it in this show. Yeah, yeah. and 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 I can respect that because it really is like uncomfortable the the way they do it. Um... I wouldn't. I don't like it personally, but it doesn't really bother me like it does with you. I just kind of, you know, just like brush it off. It's like it's clearly made for humor purposes, and that's not. It's not the focus of the show. Sure, it's there as like a supporting element of it to you know add variety to it, but it's the show is more focused on just like the slow building of the world and really the building of the characters. I get that, but then how do you? How do you justify when it shows the, uh, what's the original tutor's name? The female everybody loves, the mate. How do you justify that every time they show Roxy now, her new new pupil is just groping her? I hate that so much. He's he's right on his way to be the ugly bastard in the fantasy hentai. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I, I, like, I haven't, like gotten far into like the jobless reincarnation stuff like that but i've I've heard of these like issues that people are having with it because i posted in the uh, discord group like the other day a news article where people are basically complaining about it and saying that it's like a degenerate uh uh one of the most like nasty ass or uh, seasonals came out this year but like redo of healer from what i understand is like more extreme than jobless reincarnation i don't want to talk about redo of healer it's just so (laughs) so edgy i haven't watched it i whenever i saw it was coming out i really do enjoy dark fantasy stuff but i didn't want to dive into that anime without knowing anything beforehand so i skimmed the first few chapters of the manga and it's more extreme it's horrible it's more 
not like even mature. Like that's not even the right it's just word. Edgy. For it. It's just more graphic. Yeah. It's graphic for the sake of being and graphic. And that's the thing, when we start getting these shows coming out that are like this, it makes you really wonder if the studio knew what they were getting into when they got the license to put out this show. Something I mean, that like probably. something like the redo of Healer. Because we talked about this on the, the four kids, uh, the last episode that came out, of like four kids getting One Piece and stuff like that. Like They had no idea what the product was until they got it, and when they did, they basically stripped it down to almost nothing. And it ruined it for a lot of people. So, here's one thing I'll say, though, if you want to bring up Redo of a Healer. Like, I'm not going to watch it, but from what I know about it, Jobless Reincarnation's fan service bothers me more than Redo of a Healer. Well, that well, that's... Really, really... From, okay, from what I, so from what there's... I, oh, <laughs> go ahead. There's a scene, and I'm not going to describe it too in-depth because it's pretty graphic, but there's a scene where he takes this rod and he, like, yep, makes I know it what you're super... About. Like, are you telling me that, that that doesn't bother you as much as just, like, this offhand thing of, oh, look, she's masturbating in the hallway because the people are having sex in the next room over. It's like, are you telling me that that hey, is hey. more bothersome than this dude who's like, do you want the flaming rod or do you want mine? Like, come hey. on. <laughs> hey, how'd you, how'd you get a hold of my search history? That's not cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a... It's all about the context, because that scene with Roxy in the hallway honestly doesn't bother okay, me. Okay, because it makes like, sense. Like, that one is fine. She's, she's, she's a teenager. I, well, I believe she's actually really old. No way. I'm pretty sure she's, like, 15. I don't know what age she's supposed to be there. I know I've checked the wiki, and it has her as significantly older. Okay, keep talking. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> but, but either way. Sky, Sky's so, lolly radar is kind of off on this one, so give him a minute. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so I'm trying to frame my words perfectly on this. So it's like, I want if there's gonna be fan service, what I want it the to heck? A, huh? Hold on, what is this? It says she's forty to fifty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. Keep going. <laughs> if there's gonna be fan service, I want it to. One, serve a purpose in the story. And two, I don't want it to be... If it's going to be degrading towards one side or the other, I don't want it to be seem almost justified. Mm-hmm. So in Redo the Healer, it's obviously disgusting what's going on. But it's not really... From my understanding, it's not like they're talking it up like, oh, it's this great thing. It's like, he was tortured, so now he's going to torture mm-hmm. the people who tortured him. But then in Jobless, you just have them throwing offhand comments of like, Hey, you can sleep with this 12-year-old who we've never met before. Just immediately think of her as a sex object. And, like, that to me, like, all I'm going to say is it was banned from China for being misogynistic. Like, I want it to feel equal for both sides. Like, I don't think a woman could enjoy jobless reincarnation the same way a guy can because it's just so one-sided in its fan service. Well, that's the thing, mm-hmm. that's, and, uh... that's the thing that we're going to be looking at. It's like... Would it could it possibly change later on in the season where they try and find that balance? Because it has happened in the past where people complained about something for so long and then it gets censored. But the question is, is it going to make the show better or is it going to make it worse when they start trying to make it equal for everybody? Well, I don't think that Jobless is trying to be something that is appealing to everybody. I think it, it knows what it's trying to do, and it just wants to stay in that niche. Because, again, not everyone is going to like it. 
Um, but the way that you're talking about it with the with the fan service, I think um, a good example of something that does it better would be how not to summon a demon lord. Obviously, oh, the fan yes. service is a lot more over the yes. top in but this it, it show. Serves but it a purpose both. to the story, though. That's the thing. Like, the fan service parts, it serves the purpose to the story. There's only one part in How Not to Summon a Demon Lord that it really gets uncomfortable, in my opinion. When he tries to summon the demon for her cootie? No, uh, when uh, when when his boss, when the guild master uh, comes in to and like drinks some beer with him and he gets drunk, that's the only time that I think it really goes over the top. Oh, uh, so so in, the part where he's removing the demon from the chick's vagina with his bare hands doesn't doesn't bother you, but him getting drunk and that does. But the reason why is because, like we were saying, because it she was very much okay with it in all of the situations in how not to summon a demon lord where the fan service except for that one that i was talking about is over the top it's very made very clear that both him and her are completely okay with what's actually going on which kind of removes that level of like uncomfortability and i i've only watched like half an episode of that show but like i get what you're saying and i agree with you for the most part so, what are some of the isekais that you guys have really enjoyed and are usually something that you would push onto um, people who are, like, brand new to what an isekai is? So, like, somebody brand new yeah. to anime? Um, uh, either brand new to anime or brand new to the genre of isekai. Well, if they're brand new to the genre of isekai... Then I'm going to be telling them to watch ReZero. And if they've already watched a couple of shows, I'm going to be telling them to watch Konosuba. What about you, uh, Sky? See, so if they're brand new to anime and isekai, I, I honestly want to recommend Sword Art Online. Because I've done it. Yeah, I've done it before. Because here's the thing, right? If you've seen a bunch of anime already, then watching Sword Art Online is going to make you really, like, it's going to be hard for you to like it because you'll see all the flaws and all the tropes. But if you're pretty new to it, SAO is perfect because you'll you'll like it. You'll love it. You'll love SAO. And then after you've watched, it'll make you want to watch more like it and after you've watched a bunch more you'll go back to SAO and you'll see like that it's not actually very good but I think that SAO is great to recommend to people because it is fun if you can enjoy it then you'll have a great time so Mm. I've done it I've gotten people into anime by just saying you've not seen an anime before watch SAO and then go from there yeah that's like I think that's like very the most generic answer you can actually like I don't mean to, like, step on wow, toes. Wow, I'm sorry. I don't mean to step on toes, but <laughs> it is technically the most generic answer that you hear of, oh, you want to watch anime? Check out SAO. Because it's it's not like a, uh, it's a newer anime, so the animation's a lot better than, say, me, who's like, oh, you want to watch an anime? Check out this show from, like, the 90s that's actually really good. You know, and then you're watching really bad animation, really bad voice acting and stuff. But you got something like an SAO or another one I would suggest if people can get past like the really crappy moments of uh, CGI anime is Overlord. Because Overlord is another really good isekai style anime 
that, I mean, there are moments where it's kind of like, but I mean, SAO has the moments where it's like, oh my god, you know? Yeah. The thing with anime is that it's super hard to be like, oh yeah, this is a perfect anime to start with. Because a lot of modern anime touches on a lot of modern topics compared to older anime. Like, there's more anime that reference rape and shit like that and newer stuff compared to older anime, you know? Well, that's why I think uh, your question was anime that you'd recommend to get people into isekai. Hmm. I think two good ones would be uh, they're both movies because a movie is really – like if someone's like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch a show because some people, if they start it, they have to finish it. Hmm. But a movie's a lot easier. So I think you could recommend The Boy and the Beast or Summer Wars. Summer Wars is a movie I've been meaning to finish. I've watched three quarters I, of it, but I haven't I seen honestly the have, haven't seen this. Another, like, really good one that um, I would suggest, too, to people to check out for new anime is Spirited Away. Because Spirited Away, the animations, for the time it came out in the early, like, literally 2001, like, that was, like, it still looks good today compared to some of the anime that have been coming out in the past few years that have been like, you know, two stick figures, you know, punching each other. You know? I've made it very so clear. I agree with you that okay, it, go ahead. I, I agree with you that it's great, but come on. It's a fucking Disney film. That's all that <laughs> it's, is. Yeah, it's... that's the thing. If it doesn't, like, for me, Ghibli movies, that style doesn't really work for me. And mm. if it doesn't work for who you're recommending it to and they're like, oh, you want me to like this type of thing? Oh no, I I am above that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, that's like it's just that's a, the issue of trying to get people into anime as a whole because there's so many things that people like and dislike about anime, and it's like you know everyone has an opinion on every anime that's always put out. Like you know. A Hunter x Hunter, for example, you know, like everyone praises that as being like one of the greatest animes that was ever made. But there's still because issues. There are issues with Hunter x Hunter. And there's. So do you not think Hunter x Hunter is one of the greatest anime? I ever gave made? it a nine and I stay very hard on that nine um, on now. Um, it is very hard for a show for me to actually say it's like the greatest thing ever made um, because. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very. Would you say it's the best shonen? It is probably one of the better shonens. Yes, I would say it's one of the better. Shonens. Okay, cool. I was about to get up. I'm and pretty walk out sure of he here. likes Dragon Ball more than Hunter Hunter, though. I I will greatly uh, <laughs> die on that hill of uh, Dragon Ball Z is one of the superior animes of all time. But that's just my opinion, you know. I, and it's wrong. Do you really think Dragon Ball is critically better than <laughs> I, Hunter Hunter? I am not getting into this conversation with people because I grew up on Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z was my first anime. And I have seen anime since then. Um, I've seen really good anime since then. But I always go back to Dragon Ball Z than most anime. Aight, Sky. It was nice having you guys. I'm out. <laughs> it's okay. I'm with you. I, I think that's ridiculous. It's horrible. No. Dragon Ball's not better than Hunter x Hunter. So back to the whole um, getting people into anime thing. <laughs> As we all agree, Sword Art is a great one to do Yeah, Sword Art... I, My wife I would wants... honestly say that Sword Art Online, if I want to get people into anime and then get them into, like, East Kai, Sword Art is always, like, the number one good spot to start because 
it touches on a lot of things and it's the story is actually really good yes there's plot holes blah 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 but it's a, i i found it a decent show i gave it like an eight on now so oof I, I, I have seen, I have seen anime, so I have seen the plot holes and the issues that that show has. So, I, I accept an eight. An eight is good for me because I rate most of my shit at seven. So, if it goes past the seven, it's good. So, just saying. Like, if we're gonna base it off like the hype alone, sure, I'd give it an eight. But if I'm looking at it as an anime as a whole, dude, that thing's getting like a seven at best. So I think I give SAO a six, but for me, what I rate SAO doesn't matter. I don't really care what rating I give it, whether it's a one or a ten, because I know that it's bad. But I just I like I've seen it like seasons one and two through so many times. I think I've lost track just because it's so much fun for me to watch, and it was one of the first that really got me back into watching a bunch more anime. Yeah, and and that was yeah, and it definitely has its yeah. place. I think I sure. think it was either SAO. No, it was how to summon a D or how not to summon a demon lord is what got me back into watching anime again. Uh, because That's I actually, one doozy of a show. When when I because I took like a bunch of years off of watching anime like religiously like I do now, um, and I signed up for Funimation. Funimation was the first streaming service I signed up for in this world of anime, and the first thing I wanted to watch was how not to summon a demon lord. And then we watched. Not long after that, we watched Sao. So I like I said. Same. I enjoyed How Not to Summon a Demon Lord a little bit more than SAO, honestly. I just, at the point in time that I came across How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, and it's kind of where I'm still at now, I shy away from the over-the-top fan service Yeah, that's stuff. really if what the it fan is. service isn't, if, it, if it's not flawlessly woven into the story, then I just, I drop that's, it. That's, like Monogatari. That's the thing about Isekai... Uh, in fantasy shows as a, uh, as a whole, right, is that there are a lot of animes in that genre that lean very hard on the fan service. But then you get something like My Next Life as a Villainous, All Routes Lead to, uh, lead to Doom. That is a really good isekai that has a solid story, there's solid characters there, and there's not, like, over-the-top fan service. So and that's something that I kind of wanted to touch show, on a little bit. It, it, it makes... When it's something that's not, like, over-the-top raunchy, like How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, but you're watching something like, uh, again, like My Next Life is a Villainous, where there is a little bit of fan service, but it's not over-the-top, and it makes the story good when it's not the gross-out parts of a dude constantly groping a, a younger, well-formed female and making it just really awkward to watch the anime. So... Yeah, something that I've noticed recently, I'd say last year, is really when I noticed it starting to happen, is that Isekai has, like, maybe 2018, 2019, Isekai was getting pretty stale for the most part, uh, and I think what Isekai has been starting to do recently is take the premise of Isekai, and rather than just focus purely on that, use it as a way to focus on something else. Like, Villainous is a good example, where they're like, yeah, it's an isekai, but we're going to use it to show you that harems aren't as stale as you want to believe that they are. Because mm. I don't really see villainous as as an isekai as much as I do of like uh, almost a deconstruction of the harem genre. Because it was actually a really good harem. Mm. 
and that and that's and it certain again it's it did what it was like it did deconstruct like the whole like harem aspect because again a harem anime that a lot of people have seen or haven't seen that you know want to watch a harem is a good example is high school dxd like that is <sighs> like a harem that is what it is and it's a harem and then you go and watch a lot of shows that came out after that basically tried to take the formula of high school DXD's harem and used it in the fantasy world. And then, yeah, like Sky was saying, it got stale. It got stale real quick because you can only take so much of guy likes girl. Then he has another girl that likes guy. Guy doesn't like this girl, but this girl still loves him. And it's just... If I wanted to watch something like that, I would watch more romance and slice of life shows. So, yeah. So, just for an example of uh, the type of harem anime that I actually really enjoy, the Fruit of Grisaya would be the one. I think I've seen If you guys have seen that I've one. I've never heard, heard of it. Jeez. I'm going to add that to my list, too. Uh, great. My watch it's, list uh, is It's dark. It's dark. Grisaya? G-R-I-S-A-I-A. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, that art style, though. <laughs> I've seen, like, a hundred shows that look just like that visually. It's the, uh, I don't know this, don't quote me on this, but I believe that's, like, the visual novel art style. Over, like, that's usually why they poured it, try to make it look a lot like the visual novel that it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art style... You. This art style isn't too too bad. I have seen worse. But like, for example, just for a scene from the show. So like you have your harem etchy shows where it's like the girl comes in, her jugs are bouncing and like it zooms in on them and it just kind of breaks the flow of the story, right? You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. this show, there's a scene where the girl is shooting a sniper rifle. Oh, and it's not till she fires the it... shot that her skirt then flares up just for a split second. Oh, I, okay, yeah, like, yeah, I've you, seen that clip. When you flow it into the story like that is whenever, like, I think it enhances other than takes away. And that's the type of, like, Haramechi shows I actually like. Have you seen the Monogatari series? I've watched two episodes, I think. And then you dropped it? Yes, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's that those two episodes didn't capture me enough to pull me away from everything else on the plate. Okay, okay. Because I did that too. I I dropped it after the first two episodes. But then I came back to it and I binged like 60 episodes of it in like a couple weeks. But uh, it's an example of how fan service is done really well to, uh, sure, it seems over the top on the surface level. But when you actually get into it and like like see how it's done you realize that it's done to really emphasize the specific themes that it's tackling at that moment and i think it's really creatively done but back on the topic of uh isekai there's something that i want to discuss which is the the shows that aren't technically isekai but kind of feel like them like we were talking about earlier before recording we mentioned dr stone and i'm curious unseen uh if you would if you would let it slide, if I if I said that uh, Astra Lost in Space is technically an isekai, would you would you agree or disagree on that? Okay, 
That is not. So I, I do want to. <laughs> just... Really? Why is that? Oh, uh, I mean, it kind of is. No, no, no. That's not how this works. You have to prove to me that this is an isekai. It's Explain kind yourself. of an isekai. Okay, so so before what? we go like too far into this discussion, I do want to just throw like the whole like isekai definition so people understand. Um, so isekai roughly translates uh, to different world or other world is. Uh, it is a genre of light novel, manga, anime, and video games that revolve around a normal human person from Earth being displaced, teleported to, reborn, or otherwise trapped in a parallel universe, fantasy world, or virtual world where they must adapt and or uh, assimilate in an, into the new world. Holy crap, along with its new rules, cultures, and philosophies. <sighs> and that was right off the Wikipedia page. Okay, so th- I have a couple complaints with that definition. I think it's a little bit too uh, narrow of a definition. There is there is a agreed. lot more, but I just don't feel like trying to sit here for ten minutes trying to read the entire definition of the word isekai. To I mean, so the way that I that I think of an isekai is it takes is one character or multiple characters, but at least one that you're following is from a world where they have, like, an idea of what that world is and, like, the rules behind it. As long as they are taken from that into a new... where they have to come up with, like, a new definition of what they see as the world they're living in, it works. Like, say, time travel, for example. Um, like, uh, Dr. Stone. Not really time travel, but he they all have an idea of the world that they're living in, and then they get stuck in stone for like thousands of years and then they're brought back i see that as basically making it an isekai because they now have a new completely new understanding of the world that they're in and they have to go from there yeah and then like only thing i am going to disagree with you on about dr stone though really is because i don't really i don't do the time travel thing as isekai and here's kind of reason why like they go to the same world and i get that like it's different than what they're used to but all the laws of their world still apply. And that's the reason why Sinku is able to make all the devices. It's because all the science and everything is still exactly the same. There is no magic or anything new. Yeah, and okay. I don't say that it's actually an isekai, but it really feels it, like it's enough to be considered in a discussion about isekai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to scratch that thing. So mm-hmm. the one that I want to throw into the ring is uh, the show Inuyasha. Do you guys classify that as an isekai? 100%. I have not watched I haven't seen it, it either. And I've read stuff on both sides, so I'm not sure. I'd have to watch it myself. I just okay. don't really know why it would why people would argue against it. Like like people in this world have like like what's his face? He's got like dog ears or whatever. It's yeah, like Inuyasha he's literally is, a freaking he's a freaking wolf. Like he, how, he how is, is that how does that <laughs> Well, so the show uh, Inuyasha uh follows Kagome. Uh she falls through a portal because that is uh, an isekai thing that is a very big trope in a lot of isekais is portals. Uh, she fell. She falls through her well or the family well that's at their shrine, and she goes back to basically Japan, but it's set in like the feudal era of Japan. But the thing is, though, is that they have Inuasha is a half demon, so he has like the look of a human, but he's got the dog ears and he's got some dog traits and stuff like that. And then there's also demons. So the thing is, though, is that technically she's not trapped in that world because she's able to go back and forth between her world, where she is used to everything, to a world where she has 
no idea for the first couple episodes on what the hell is going on. And she fights demons. And it's the whole monster of the week uh, scenario. But it's... For me, what would break, if it's an isekai or not, is... Is demons in her original world? No, there are no demons in, like, the actual world. Um, but there's demons in the old feudal era Japan. Which is... God, so see... And to me there, that is saying there's demons in her world, essentially. They're just not yeah. there anymore. Yeah, correct? essentially, yeah. There's, like, a couple episodes where you see, like, the ra- a random demon and stuff like that, but it mainly takes place in feudal-era Japan. See, me, for me, that falls in the same area as mm. Dr. Stone, where, for me, time travel isn't isekai. Even though it it's, hits a lot of the same points, to me, it's not the same. Yeah, and, and again, I've, I've had arguments with Danny from the Anime Summit, uh, podcast about this on their discord and i have literally gotten to the point where i don't bring it up anymore because it is like talking to a wall with a lot of people on <laughs> throwing a definition like if you look at a made-up there, there definition is, there is so much material out there s- literally saying here are the top 10 isekais of all time and inuasha is always on that list and it's just like it's infuriating because I'm literally giving people links to videos, to articles of, like, legitimate people in the anime world that are like, yeah, it is technically an isekai because it's a parallel universe, you know, but it's just time travel. And like we've said, like Whispers was saying, is that technically time travel shouldn't be referred to as an isekai genre but a lot of the mangakas a lot of animators stuff like that people who put out this shit literally will call it an isekai still and this is just it is an endless cycle of arguing with people over what classifies as an isekai because i mean a light term of isekai is something like bow fury um i know it's not technically an isekai but like the majority of the story does take place in this virtual world that they can go in and out of and that's the same thing for s or sao in the later seasons when they're able to get out of you know the first season and they can go back and forth it's still technically classified as an isekai on mal all these other websites that have anime it is still technically classified as an isekai in the later and seasons. i agree with you but if my comment section tells me anything <laughs> is that there is a large group of people out there that has to have a earth kid get sent to a magical fantasy world where he is trapped and then quits trying to go back home there's a large group of people who needs to meet all those requirements before they okay call but you know what's so-, so funny those exact same people will also tell you right to your face that the freaking the devil is a part-timer is an isekai so it's like so why do you consider devil is a part-timer an isekai hmm. but not sao when like both of them don't meet your requirements that you just stated hmm. again that's just it's just that's the thing when it comes to people and their opinions right it's it is literally like talking to a wall when you're trying to be like, okay, well, here's a video, here's a podcast episode, we're going to talk about isekai. And then you get the comment section like, well, technically, 
that show is not an isekai because he's not from Earth. He's from a dimension. He's from another planet, and he gets isekai or travels to another world. It's not technically an isekai. If you go on like all these streaming platforms, and if you get the ones that do like the really advanced searches, and you look up isekai, like all the shows people complain about, show up on those streaming services as isekais. And it's because those same people who complain about it enjoy those shows. <laughs> they just refuse to give it the term of isekai. Yep. Here's another thing for you, though. Uh, have you guys heard of the anime Caligula? Uh, no. I think I've heard it of it. Sounds, I know nothing about it. It sounds interesting. I mentioned it in one of my videos, but essentially it is a kid gets trapped inside... Kids get trapped inside of, like, a digital world almost. But the thing is... You find out that the whole time you've been watching them, they've already been in this digital world. So you never really see them in their original world. Would you call that an isekai? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it would... I would call, call it a, uh, an isekai. But again, though, it also is... that It's discussing that whole time travel situation. Of... We... Like Dr. Stone. Like, we only get to see their timeline for literally a flash of a few minutes and then they wake up in the in the new world. So that is like a very like interesting question to throw at people because again you'll have people who are like, well, technically they didn't show them in their lives before the digital world, so it's not technically an isekai. But again, like the the definition says is that it's supposed to start off with their teleported to this new world and they have to adjust so when a show like log horizon for example shows you that there's stuff the game mechanics itself are there but they start doing things outside of the game mechanics and it starts working for them more than it did following the game mechanics like the cooking for example if you use the cooking skill that may come out with like that purple goo that nobody likes but then they go and make those hamburgers, and everyone loves those hamburgers because they learned how to cook not using the game mechanic. You know? Yeah. So it's it's one of those things that if they are not used to that world that they're in, and they're learning to adapt to that world, it should almost be isekai as a definition. Because if it's a new world... Uh, that they've never been to fantasy, uh, a fantasy world, uh, a parallel universe, another freaking planet that they have no idea what they're doing, but they're learning to adjust to their surroundings. Should essentially be what an isekai really is. So if they so, are, w- would you guys consider Tower of God an isekai then, based I, on that I, definition? I honestly haven't uh, watched Tower of God, but from what I understand. It's kind of weird because they do go into the tower and the tower is like a quote unquote new world and they are adapting to that new world. Eh. I mean, they're not even in the tower in the whole first season. Mm. If you're going to argue Tower of God is an isekai, then you're going to run a real uphill battle with the thousands (laughs) of other fantasy anime that act the same way as Mm. Tower of God. Really? Can you name one for example? (laughs) Let me look them up. Just keep talking. I'll um, find you one. Okay. The oh. reason why I want to br- why I bring up Tower of God specifically is because it just has that feel. Sure, he's not like from a different world, but bam, he's like 
completely just like his whole life is just spent in this cave and then he's very clearly brought like by some supernatural power into this new area that is very much much more of a world with like laws and other people than where he was before so it 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 kind of has a feel of an isekai compared to i don't know others that don't quite feel as much like an isekai so by your logic though Go ahead. Blue Exorcist is going to be an isekai. A Kame Ga Kill is going to um, be an isekai. Fury? Fairy Tale maybe even could be Bo an isekai. But that's the thing. Like in A Kame Ga Kill, you got this kid who lives in the boonies, who has one depiction of the world in his mind. He goes to the city and realizes that everything he knew was a lie, and then his entire world changes around him, and he has to adapt <laughs> okay, to be an, an assassin. You're just basically. taking what I said and just making it as literal as possible. <laughs> There's an understanding of what an isekai is, and with that definition, you can't just say dude from the boonies comes to the city and is then that's an isekai. That's just it's too literal. But to me, that's the same thing as Tower of God. Bam just lives outside the tower. He lives in a cave, and then he comes. He gets invited into the tower and starts climbing. Like to me, it's the same thing. Okay, well, so you're not gonna argue with me against Devil as a Part Timer being a reverse isekai, right? Okay, no. would you say that the Fate series, like Fate Zero, is a reverse isekai? I mean, because it, that it's something that people don't bring up, but to me, it def most definitely is. I mean, in a in a weird I mean, way, it kind of is a reverse isekai because they are technically being summoned to this world, and it's a world that they're not adapted to; they're not used to. So, yeah, I, I guess you could technically technically almost call. The Fate series, a light isekai. I would, I would put it's a light isekai. I wouldn't say that's an isekai. I would say that's isekai light. So, we got nothing else to talk about on this topic. I have a bone to pick. Explain to me how Astra Lost in Space is an isekai. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know that you that you really like Astra. So I kind of wanted to just bring it up just to see what your reaction would be. Uh, I don't really think it is, but I think that it can give you enough <laughs> for if you're wanting an isekai. Because, so obviously, there's the whole, they have their understanding and then they just get teleported out to a different place. And it's not really an isekai because they don't just get put into another world and they have to live there. But it's unique seeing the different other worlds that they go to and how they have to try to adapt and learn uh, which gives it gives like a survival isekai element to it, but that's just like that's just an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I mostly just wanted to see your reaction, but uh, I, yeah, I, I don't really have an argument either way. <laughs> okay. I'll okay, so <laughs> so here's a question I'd like to throw out there: What is your guys' favorite isekai arcs, whatever, in non isekai animes? Greed Island, obviously. Hunter, Hunter. Yeah, Greed Island for sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I Why, am. What I, else would we think of? Greed, Greed Island is good, but I also do kind of like um, the two um, arcs in uh, Bleach, where they do technically go to two different worlds. I know it's not. I haven't seen past episode two of Bleach, so I. Oh my god! Know. Shocker! Sky hasn't watched the fucking anime that I bring up. Wow. I haven't watched episode <laughs> one. I, you're you're the guest. I I will let this go, but Sky has no excuse. Oh, so 
there is um so they go into the soul society and like i think first season second season and then they go uh which is like where all the soul reapers are and it's basically like the afterlife in a in a way so that show has two arcs in it that are technically isekais because they go to two different worlds so that adds the question of Bleach is Isekai light because there are moments where they do go to other worlds. Sure, they can get out of those other worlds, but again, there's been, you know, it is, it is what it is, right? It's, there's animes like Greed Island and Hunter Hunter that everyone's like, that's my favorite non-Isekai Isekai, you know? I, I admit it. I, that's my favorite arc of Hunter Hunter is Greed Island. My as well. Yeah, like I, I like that. I liked um, Bleach. Bleach is a, a good one that has the Isekai moments. Um, <sighs> fairy Tale has a. Bad I, have, one. I haven't watched Fairy Tale, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on the whole Fairy Tale thing because I don't really haven't seen it yet. So. I love me some Fairy Tale, but their one Isekai arc going to a parallel world. I hated. That was a dread to get through. That was a drag. That that's the thing. Like there are shows that I have I have watched where they do have like isekai moments, like Inuasha, uh, or not Inuasha, um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, there's a lot of point, or there's where I'm at right now. There's been like they've already gone to the Demon World once, and it kind of felt really long and unnecessary, but it was still good. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, like, I, I honestly, yeah, Hunter Hunter, I think the Greed Island arc is probably the best isekai, non-isekai, uh, or show, you know? So, Unseen, uh, we got asked a fan question in, uh, I think a couple weeks ago that was, what makes a good isekai? So I'm curious how you would answer this question, which is just kind of in a broad sense, like what is going to make an isekai be good or bad, more or less? To me, the only way I watch and finish isekai these days is if there's got to be something unique about it. Oh, so like the smartphone isekai, you'd watch it because he has a smartphone. Hell no. (laughs) Oh, I've actually finished it twice. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to... I think that's actually a really good way of gauging that is if the isekai is actually done well, like how they got into the world, Um, if they ever find a way out. That's like the one thing that kills me about isekai anime is when they get stuck in a fucking world and the show just ends and they never get back to the fucking world. Because that was like, yeah. that was their whole point. That's like the whole point to an isekai as it is. They get brought into this world and they have to escape. The thing that kills I mean, me is the isekais. Always. Is the isekais where it's like, oh, you know what? Life's, life is actually not too bad here. My life is so much better. I'm going to stay here. I can accept that. But when it's an anime where it's someone who goes from like having a good life to having a shitty life in another world and they don't go back to their good life, they'd rather stay in the shitty world. That would that kills me on isekais is when that kind of stuff happens. 
where they don't go back to their world. But again, we're we're talking about anime here. There's been a lot of times where we get 24 episodes, 12 episodes, whatever of a show, and we never get another season. And it is what it is. When we get into an isekai, we have to accept that they may never go back to their world because the show could get dropped in like a heartbeat by the studio. Yeah, so just to go back to that, just for examples, like, Ascendance of a Bookworm and Cautious Hero are two of my okay. favorite isekai so, anime. So, um, Overly Cautious Hero, I loved that anime, and I loved, um, like, the whole like the whole story behind it and everything else. And that's a really good anime, if anyone hasn't seen that one, is Overly Cautious Hero. My favorite part in that is when he overkills the fucking slime. For no fucking reason. <laughs> he literally is like, I need to make sure he's dead. And he's just dropping these, like, nukes on this fucking little slime. And she's just in the background going, I think he's dead. And he's like, nope, nope, gotta make sure. And he's just five minutes of just blowing up, like, three different explosion spells that he just keeps dropping on them. And it's so fucking funny. And then, like, so you mentioned smartphone stuff like smartphone wise man's grandchild isekai cheat magician um death march all of those i'm not watching that crap. okay so it's way too generic i, I have seen isekai cheat magician and i can firmly believe or firmly say that that is an anime that i did drop and it was one of my first animes i dropped um because the story was just so fucking boring so i i agree on that one that that kind of stuff yeah, I've actually finished Death March, and it's it's not it's it's not very good. I mean, it has elements that are interesting for sure, but then it goes into the he ends up uh, amassing just a harem of lollies, and that was Scott, really weird. Come on, you can't tell me that you didn't like that part. <laughs> oh, shut up! The animation <laughs> is very inconsistent, so no, I didn't like it. What do you guys think of uh, what do you think of ReZero these days? I love it, actually. Here, I... So, when I first watched ReZero, I dropped it uh, in Season 1 around Episode 17. So I got pretty far into it, but I still dropped it. And then earlier last year, uh, when Season 2 first started, I rewatched Season 1 and found a new appreciation for it. And I've at this point, I've seen the first half of Season 2. And... I really like it. Yeah, no. I oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Um Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, will go. go. <laughs> um I remember watching ReZero season one around when it first aired and like I loved it. Then it was a few years afterwards, but I went back and tried to rewatch it with my wife and like to me that show held a zero rewatch value whatsoever. Really? And now the season and now the season two's airing, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I understand why it's good. I understand why, how eccentric and, like, what's the right word, how complicated it's getting in its plot and stuff is good for a story. But I just want to watch Subaru die. Like, it's just, I just want to watch him die on repeat. So season two really isn't doing it for me the way season one did. So it's really interesting because you said that it holds no replay value. But the thing is, 
to is me. I think that ReZero is like you can only really properly appreciate at least season one after seeing it for a second time. But how do you sit through the constant rewinds when you know exactly what's going to happen? So, like, for me, the entertainment originally was, like, how is he going to figure out how he's, how he's going to do this? How is he going to overcome this obstacle? But then when I'm rewatching him, I'm just like, I have to watch this fucker fail three times when I know exactly what he's going to do to finally complete it. And that's, see, okay, so we, we view it from a very different perspective. Because, yeah, the first time, the fun from watching it is not knowing what's going to happen and just trying to figure out, like, what's going on with him and come up with a solution alongside him. But on the rewatch, you do know what's going to happen. So that lets you not focus on, like, the the obvious, like, how's he going to solve it, but the different a- aspects around it that give stuff away. Because it's very subtle, but you can slowly, like, pick up stuff, and it's really, it's really fun to, like, see the different cues that are given throughout the show as you move along. Because the first time, you're just like, oh, Rem is quirky the way that she's, like, staring at Subaru like that. And then the second time, you're like, oh, she wants to kill this guy. And it's it's just really interesting. So I see it from a very different point of view than you do. And I, like, I understand that because I'm having a similar experience rewatching Attack on Titan right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just not invested in enough to re-zero to, like, find that enjoyment. Yeah, that's the thing. I haven't, um, I watched season one, like, a few weeks before season two was supposed, or season two came out. And I, I found, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you, like, I can't see me going back and rewatching it because it's like the first time watching it, I was like, how many times am I going to watch this dude fail before he actually accomplishes something? And then I haven't watched season two, but yeah, I'm, I believe I'm with unseen on this. Like I'm more of a fan of just like how many ways is this going guy going to die, you know, and then just try and prevent his death from happening and just dies in an even worse way than he died originally. And, like, in season two, I'm so confused right now. Like, I get the overall aspect of, like, Subaru wants to save everybody and whatnot, but, like, I don't really understand why Roswell is doing what he's doing. I don't really understand the decision Subaru is making. Like, it's just gotten to the point where it's so convoluted that I'm just watching just to see how it turns well, out at this is- point. I'm not even really watching for, like, the story the thing- itself. I just want to know the ending. Is, I also find Subaru... I don't find him that compelling as an MC just because he is just trying to do all this stuff. He's saying that he's trying to help people, but in the end, he's helping himself and just screwing everyone else over in the long haul. Yeah, well, you haven't seen well, season a, two. That's a key season point two in season two. Season two touches on that, so... Uh... It makes sense why you're very hesitant on that, but uh, I think Subaru is a fantastically written character because... I hate him, but I like I, to hate, I like I, to hate him. I would rather see a character like Subaru being the friend of the main character than the main character. Simply but because he's, he's so well written, though. Like he's I, such a broken person, and it's done in such a way that you're like, yeah, this dude I, is I, a real piece I of shit. I do but... have to admit that. ReZero is like one of the few anime that I have watched that almost brought me to tears from that Rem speech because that hurt that hurt the soul that hurt the soul real really really it, it hurt the soul 
And it kills me because this dude literally has fucking no idea what he's fucking doing. And this woman's literally fucking putting everything out to him and he still doesn't give a shit. You know? He does, though. He does care about Rem. It's but very the, clear that he does. The problem is, though, is that he's more obsessed with Amelia than anything. And you could... Rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, like, Amelia is, like, amazing. Yeah. But it's just, I, I don't like the character. And it's really hard for me not to like a character, because I usually like most of the characters in anime. But him and Kazuha from uh, ha- uh, Rent-A-Girlfriend are, like, the two characters I fucking can't stand. And I hope when I watch season two of ReZero that it changes, but I'm mainly tackling it from season one. He somewhat redeemed himself near the end of season one, to me anyways, but it's still hard to want to watch the show when it's all about him, you know? I don't think that season two is going to make you like him more. I think it's going to give you just a new appreciation for his character and how he's written. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. It's just I have to get around to watching the season two. I might just wait till both parts are out and just binge the entire thing. So. Yeah. So, um, with uh, us basically tackling isekais and actually staying on topic, unlike last week, um, we... This is professionalism, everybody. This is what professionalism looks like in a podcast where we can actually talk about isekais and not go into a crazy rant like we did last week and talk about Tuna on his website. Um, but yeah, no, th- this was this was actually a, a really fucking fun episode. Um, hopefully we can have you on again in the future. Yeah, just guy knows how to contact me if he wants to. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe we'll have maybe we'll have you on and we'll uh, we'll watch some really crappy anime uh, and crappy isekai anime and we'll let you pick it. And you can come in. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be a part. Of <laughs> like, um, hmm. or or maybe we'll we'll have you on and we'll talk about uh, we'll do a a, a viewed and review. How the fuck did I name this? Uh, viewed and reviewed uh, when we talk about a show. What? I, I'm trying to come up with names for this shit, Sky. I'm trying to make it so we seem professional, okay? Hashtag planning on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely. But yeah, chances are I'd love to come back on. Just all depends on my timing. Just have Sky message me, or you can message oh, yeah. me. We'll see what yeah, it works for out. Sure. Yeah. So unseen, where can people find you? Uh, believe it or not, they can find me on YouTube slash Unseen Whispers. Uh. I primarily have been over the past year anime recommendation channel, but I'm slowly getting away from that and doing a little bit more analysis slash summary. The big thing I've been doing right now is reading light novels and then turning them into videos for people who are not willing to read novels. Yeah, yeah check him out. Yeah, there will be a Great link content. to um, his channel, obviously, in the notes to this. And before we go, I think I need to have a moment of manga with all the lovely people who care about manga. Because I'm trying to get all the demographics in these uh, episodes. So, um, I'm still grinding really hard on um, the uh, Boinich Hotel. I'm still trying to learn the name of it. The, the, the manga I've been reading and talking about in the past couple episodes. Um, I'm on like uh, chapter 25, 26. And um, the story's getting really good. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's 
it's a good it's a good manga. It's got a lot of moments where it's like, oh boy. Um, on uh, the uh, Instagram, the uh, Talking Anime Network uh, Instagram page, uh, I posted a uh, a panel from the manga where it says that um, if I loved anybody, I would drink their pee. So this is the level of maturity that what the manga. The fuck? Yes. And there's also a robot who can uh, stop w- or delay women's periods for um, a month. So that is a thing in this manga as well. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out uh, the Voynich uh, Hotel, um, it's it's uh, it's actually really good. It's short. Uh, most of the chapters are usually between uh, eight to twelve pages, so it's a quick read. And there's only like sixty four chapters in the manga, so. And if you want to actually read a good manga, you could read Spy X Family. Ooh, yeah, I've I, heard that's good. I I am a fan of trash anime, and now I'm a fan of trash manga. So I'm yes, always clearly I am always down to get some new recommendations for it in the future. But with that being said, thank you all for listening to the hashtag Best Worst Anime Podcast Round. I have been Mitch. And I've been Sky. And I am Justin or Unseen Whiskers. And thank you all for listening. We will see you guys next time. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.